I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. Today's meeting is with Rich Lewis author, speaker, and coach. He wrote, Sitting with God, A Journey to Your True Self Through Centering Prayer. He claims that silence transforms you. Centering prayer has transformed his life. So powerful, he had to share it. Rich publishes a weekly meditation, book reviews, and interviews on his site, Silence Teaches. He has published articles for a number of organizations. Welcome, Rich Lewis. Thank you for connecting through Podmatch. It's wonderful to get to know different people. I agree. It's been great for me. I've been on it since May of um, last year, and I've done about 58 podcasts. And then that's what's on the dashboard. Not everyone uses like the full functionality of, of Podmatch. So I have ones that aren't recorded in Podmatch is being done, but they're done because they only like we connected, but they didn't do the rest of the process, which is I fine. See. Everybody's using it different. Like you can use it as a full-blown invite put it on everybody's dashboards it's marked as completed give everyone reviews so to speak on podmatch some people just use it to connect and then don't go any further which is their prerogative too well i'm enjoying it very much so i i wanted to get to know you a little bit better when i read through all your wonderful information like of being an author speaker and coach and having written this book and how you found it so transformational you needed to share it i really get a sense of you know what you're doing out there to make an impact as a result of what you've experienced i'm talking about how centering prayer has connected me to my true self and and, and can help others do the same mm. i've been sharing that you know how this practice has healed, transformed me, um, and connected me to my true self on a daily basis and moved me forward in life, challenging me to do new things, explore new things. What is the practice? How do you start? What are the fruits of the practice and, and the things it's done for me? So I'd like to know more about your journey and how it is that you became an author. My book, uh, Sitting with God, A Journey to Your True Self, came out in August of 2020. And the book came about because I had, I guess I learned of Centering Prayer all the way back in 2013. I was cruising Amazon, looking for a book to read, and I came across a book by Amos Smith called Healing the Divide, Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots. And as I began reading the book, he talked about a practice called Centering Prayer that he had been doing for about 15 years. And that immediately... Healed my attention because I I had been interested in silence and transformation, but I just didn't know what to do in the silence. So I began practicing centering prayer, and I reached out to Amos and began asking him questions about this practice and how you do it. And then he and I became friends, and to this day, we actually have about a monthly phone call where, where we chat. But I began working with him in 2014 on his website. My website is now about five years old, silenceteaches.com, but I initially began working with him 
Amos is the one that challenged me to write a book because he had written that book that I read. He was in the midst of writing his second book, which published in 2018. And he encouraged me. He thought I had a lot of things, neat things to say and, and think, and that I ought to share it via a book. So he nudged me to write a book. And that's why I began writing the book in, I guess, June of 2014 on Saturday mornings at the local Starbucks. So the book came about because I started practicing centering prayer, developed a friendship with Amos. Amos had written a book, was written, writing his second book, and he nudged me to write a book. And he kind of was a, a really helpful mentor for, for this process. So that's really how the book came about. <laughs> it's nice when you find somebody else in the same space and they actually turn into somewhat of a mentor. And then a it friend. Is. It is. And that's a lot of a lot of things that I've done is because I've either met someone or they've nudged me. So Amos nudged me to write the book and we became not only, you know, a mentor, but a, a friend to, to this day. And then at, at a former church I was at, someone had moved to another church and, and was a in charge of the education at that church. And she said, why don't you come and teach our adult faith class centering prayer? So I said, why not? This was back in, 20, in 2013 or so. So I put together something and then went to the church one evening and, and taught centering prayer and realized, well, this is something that's now portable and I can take it from church to church or group to group. So that's how I began you know, teaching centering prayer to small groups and then church groups, um, just because someone asked me, <laughs> someone asked me to do it. The coaching, I guess, was more of me um, deciding I, I like working. I like talking to people one on one. My, my day job involves dealing with people one on one. And I thought I could kind of translate or transport similar skill sets to coaching. So I simply took a chance and put a coaching page on my website. And lo and behold, someone contacted me um, and wanted to inquire more about it. And I began getting coaching clients. So that, that was me just deciding to take a chance. But the other two were you know, people nudging me to, to teach, people nudging me to write a book. So I understand uh, that the coaching came as a result of having written the book, but also did it, the speaking come as a result of that also? Um, I, I guess the speaking was probably right around. You're right. They were, they were probably all about the same time because I, I really just started practicing centering prayer faithfully in June of 2014. And then thereafter um, the book came about. And, and then the, so the book probably translated into you know, coaching and, and speaking. If you would like to take Rich Lewis up on his coaching services, you could mention code OFA2022. And that way he would know that you listened to the show. So you've been on podcasts also to bring more attention to your book. Yes. Yes. I've been on a ton of podcasts. I've probably been on I'm going to say at least 75 podcasts since the book launched in August of 2020. So that's been a whole lot of fun just talking to all different people and getting kind of the idea of centering prayer and what it is and connecting to your true self in front of at least 75 or so podcasts and, and their audiences. Oh, fantastic. So are you doing anything else in order to get the attention out there for your book? I guess it's the podcasts. 
I, I make it known on social media that I am happy to come to your group and either talk about the book or give some type of workshop on centering prayer. So I do workshops via Zoom, and I've done a number of them in front of church groups, spiritual director groups. In fact, I have a small church that's not too far from where I live at the end of February. We're going to connect via Zoom, and I'm going to give a kind of a centering prayer overview and then show them how to do the practice. So I, so I guess it's podcasts guest speaking, centering prayer workshops, and then a lot of on social media. I, I use Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and just share the book, share teach, share the fact that you know if you have a small group that wants to learn more about centering prayer or has an interest in my book, invite me and I'll come and guest speak at your church regarding the book and or do a, some type of centering prayer workshop. Are you doing much in the way of one-on-one or live in person in the area, but like Pennsylvania, where you are? At the present time, I guess I, I haven't, it's been all via Zoom. So with, with the COVID environment, and even with this, this group that I'm going to meet with in about two weeks, we decided it would still make more sense just to do it via Zoom and from everyone's comfort of their own home. So the congregation, people that want to join will just connect to the Zoom link and be able, be able to hear me and, and be able to ask me questions in the comfort of their own home. So I, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Zoom guest speaking. It was Jan, the weekend of the 15th and 16th, whatever weekend that was, I might be off by a day or two, but it was a Centering Prayer Summit that I was part of. And I was a guest speaker for a one hour slot on a Sunday from 12 to one. And it ended up having 400 people um, were, that had registered for, for the summit. So I guest spoke to about 400 people and that was a neat experience about three weeks ago, I guess. I'm understanding that your why is more about sharing this with other people because it's had such a profound effect on your life. I mean, that's exactly the case. I I feel that I, you know, it's something I must share. I don't push it on people, but I just simply want to share it because it really has healed and transformed me and and shown me the way forward that I simply want to share it in case it's a practice that resonates with others and and can help them. Because as I think about it, all the things I'm doing now are because of centering prayer, they they were not even on the radio our screen. So the idea of a book, the idea of a website, the idea of guest speaking, going on podcasts, and the idea of one-on-one coaching weren't even on the radar screen until I began this practice. I bet you've met some fascinating people as a result. I have. I mean, I I truly have just through people that have read the book and, and people that have wanted to do coaching and people that have reached out to me to guest speak in front of their group, whether it was a spiritual directors group or, or church groups. And, and then even from the, from the gentleman that, you know, put together that summit of 400 people, actually, I met him. It was, it was funny. I met him in 2016 at a weekend retreat in Frenchville, Pennsylvania. And then he reached out to me about five years later saying, I think we met, this is the work I do. And I see that you do work. So we had met, Long ago, before any of us were doing much of anything, he, then he simply remembered me when he saw me and we reconnected. And lo and behold, he was the gentleman that put together that you know, huge summit that I just what, participated in. Sorry, what was the name of the summit? Uh, Centering Prayer Summit. It was hosted mm-hmm. by Keith Christen. He had a number of 10 speakers and, and then a guest note speaker, Cynthia Bourgeau, who was really kind of huge in our space. She's been at it for 30 plus years and she's written tons of books and does it as a full-time living. So she was the guest note speaker, but there was a couple other really neat speakers that I had read some of their books and had listened to them. So it was neat to be part of it. 
Oh, fantastic. People can find more about you at silenceteaches.com. Thank you for that. What is your favorite quote and who is it by? It's Thomas Keating and I'll read it because this is really what can happen to you during centering prayer. Contemplative prayer is the world in which God can do anything. To move into that realm is the greatest adventure. It is to be open to the infinite and hence to infinite possibilities. So that's a quote by Thomas Keating. And that that really is so true. And, and my practice of, of centering prayer definitely has opened up me to the infinite as well as to infinite possibilities. So I, I love that quote. Rich Lewis, it's an honor to talk today and get to know you better. I thank you for being on the Online for Authors podcast, and I look forward to sharing this with our listeners. Great. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and I hope this was helpful for your community. Rich Lewis provided a digital copy of his book so that I might provide a review. I've read Mr. Lewis's book to be able to add a review to our podcast interview. I'd not read a book on Centering Prayer before. He truly credits the practice for positive changes in his life and shares other wonderful information about others practicing also. Here are bits of Rich's book that I truly enjoy. There is a part that says, trust the silence, let go. Trust silence, let go of expectations, be vulnerable. Know that any feeling or emotions are okay. A continuous practice of trust. The universe knows best. Centering prayer lets the universe heal my body, mind, and soul, and let the universe work within us. The day is transformed. Another bit that I really like. I believe God wanted me to see the power of life. She wanted me to experience life with all my senses, sounds, aromas, tastes, beauty, texture, I surmise that it was so beautiful because a sixth sense was involved, my spiritual sense. The divine elevated and magnified the five other senses. After about 30 minutes, I arose. With Rich's permission, we are sharing a YouTube video that he had created with regards to centering prayer. Hey folks, it's been a while. I haven't been live for quite a while. Thought I, I was due kind of jump on and just talk to a simple one. What is Centering Prayer? So I just want to thank all the people that have purchased the book, paperback, or the Kindle. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to thank all the people that have taken the time to write a review after they've written the book. I have 80 reviews on Amazon and growing. An update. Rich has actually had 105 Amazon reviews. So a big, big thank you to you. So as you finish the book, or if you've already finished the book, um, please just take a minute and write a short review and tell me what you think and, and just be honest. And, and I, it just helps other readers as they're perusing Amazon, looking for a book to read and they see it. It helps them determine whether the book is a fit for them. So please take the time to do that. I, I appreciate it when you do that. And on Goodreads as well. And on Goodreads, I have 89 people marked as reading it, which is which is really exciting. So it's been a neat, neat year. And so what is centering prayer? Um, centering prayer is meditation and a relationship with God. So when some people say, you're just meditating, I'll say that is true. Centering prayer is meditation, but it's more than that for us centering prayer practitioners. It's meditation and a practice that opens us up to God. It's a relationship with God. So it's both a practice 
but it's also a relationship with God because during centering prayer, we're opening to the presence and actions of God within during this time. Centering prayer itself was created in the early 1970s um, by three Trappist monks, began teaching it in the early 70s to other clergy and, and priests, then really began rolling it out to the public, to everybody. It was a reaction to Father Thomas Keating challenged them that we need to find something for Christians. Transcendental meditation is going on and we would like, we need something for Christians. So uh, Center in Prayer was created in the early 1970s um, and then really rolled out to, to the public. And 10 years or so after Center in Prayer began, I think a Templeton Outreach organization uh, was created. Uh, contemplativeoutreach.org, which is really the main center in prayer organization. A ton of useful information on centering prayer and resources on that site. And, and a ton of there's chapters or groups that practice centering prayer in the U.S. and in all the states, as well as internationally. So if you go on that site, in addition to all the wonderful resources that you'll see, you can find groups that practice all over the world on, on this site. So I encourage you to check out the contemplativeoutreach.org site and see what they're about and see what information is on there and all the resources are on, that are on there and see where all the different groups are practicing internationally at this point, which is, which is really, really neat. What is Centering Prayer? It's silent, wordless prayer created in the early 1970s. The method discovered in the cloud of a knowing book. Centering Prayer, the guidelines are simply you sit comfortably with your eyes closed, to begin your centering prayer sit, you introduce what we call a sacred word, one to three syllables perhaps, love, ocean, Jesus, God, some type of word. And that signifies you're beginning your practice and you're opening to the presence and actions of God within. And then whenever you begin engaging your thoughts, and what I mean by that is you begin thinking about things you did before your sit or you begin thinking about what you're going to do after your sit, and you begin planning and plotting the rest of your day, you begin to realize you're no longer sitting with God. You're sitting with yourself. You're sitting with your thoughts. You're sitting with your planning and your plotting, and you reintroduce your sacred word interiorly to bring yourself back to the present moment, back to God, return to God, and return to the presence and actions of God with it. And you do this when needed, during your centering prayer set, if you're sitting for five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you do use that word when needed, when you're engaging your thoughts. And you don't use it as a mantra. And there are mantra-based practices. You only use it when needed. Sometimes you notice that you're not sitting with God and sitting with your thoughts and you bring yourself back. Other times you realize, there I go again, and you use your sacred word. Let me say one other thing about the sacred word, and maybe we could better better word for it would be sacred method. A word can be used if you're an auditory person, and that's what I started with when I began practicing centering prayer. But then I discovered I'm really more of a visual person. So I began using an image, a Jesus icon. So my sacred method is I'm visualizing a Jesus icon to bring myself back when I'm engaging my thoughts. You can use your breath to bring yourself back if you're more of a physical person. And some people practice with their eyes open and just stare at a spot 
And, and you might call that a sacred glance. And, and they use that to keep themselves in the present moment. But again, the sacred method is not used as a mantra. It's just used when needed. And you want to stick with the same method, the same word or the same image or your breath during your sit. So as you're practicing centering prayer, if you discover you want to shift your method, do it at the next sit. Otherwise, you're spending more time focusing on what's my next method I'm going to use instead of sitting with God. And then at the end of the period, you might sit for a minute or two and then get up and resume your day. So that's essentially a little bit about centering prayer, what it is, how long it's been around, how you do it. And then the last thing I'll simply say is it's nice to put some bookends around your practice. The main purpose is to sit with God. We sit with God because we love God and we want God to heal us and transform us. And we just trust God during this time. Centering prayer really is a long-term marathon with God where we come to our sits and sit with God. Sometimes you may come to your sit and you don't want to sit with God and that's okay. That's a thought. And you let go of that thought and sit with God anyhow. Sometimes it's nice to have structure around your sits. So I like to have bookends with my practice. I'm a big believer in affirmations. These are single sentence statements of goals I want to accomplish in my life related to my family and my mental and physical health and work and personal life and, and stuff like that. I read them and then let them go to God and let them brew with God during my center and prayer sit. I, I think of it as I'm partnering with God. I think of it as they're my true self affirmations, uh, the things God wants me to do. Then I do my sit. And then at the end of my sit, I'm a big reader. I love to read. So I simply read 5, 10, 15 minutes from my book that I'm currently reading. Then I get up. And, and if it's my first sit, begin my days. If it's my second sit, yeah, I resume my day. Much love to all of you. Take care. Rich resides with his family in Pennsylvania. Learn more about him at silenceteaches.com. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.